Gold is back. Maybe, maybe not. The Fed's going to taper. Does it matter? Zillow should not be in the investing business. We'll talk Zillow. We'll talk food shortages. We'll talk Prince Andrew. JFK Jr. might be alive. A whole lot to get to. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. And this is episode 142 of Bizarro World. Mr. Hodge, how goes you today? Uh, busy as uh, you are, Gerardo. Looking forward to uh, being away for a week, chasing uh, elk in Montana. And uh, otherwise, enjoying uh, all-time record highs in uh, stocks and some commodities and, uh, um, you know, excitement that uh, goes along with that. How are you doing? I am doing well. Oh, hold on. I think JFK Jr. is here. Hold on a second. Oh, nope. Wasn't him. Sorry. I thought he was a few days late. Uh, no, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, things are good. Things are busy. Things are productive. Um, the markets are very favorable. Inflation processes, you call them continue to add up uh things are great things are great did you hear that story about uh the QAnon people in dallas that were out there in the rain and the cold weather and they were waiting for um jfk jr over by the grassy knoll where kennedy was killed did you read that uh, i can only <laughs> imagine no i did not did he did he or the uh other gunmen show up uh, well, Senior did not show up. Junior was scheduled to show up, according to them. He was going to come back and let everyone know he was alive. Now, this wasn't like a ragtag group of five people. There were hundreds of people that showed up in Dallas expecting JFK Jr.'s return. And so, you know, they, they, they believe that Trump is battling a Satan-worshipping cabal uh, that traffics children for sex. And while you know how I feel and I know how you feel about sex trafficking and Anything that is non-consensual or criminal as it relates to trafficking of women or men or children. Um, but this here, this, this, this particular group, it's, 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 it's a fascinating group to me. And it's fascinating for this reason. Of course, all of us should be vigilant about sex traffickers, right? See one, say something. That's the one where I agree. Like, absolutely. Tell on them and go get those assholes, right? Whoever that is. I just don't understand how it morphs from, hey, we're going to be, you know, very vigilant about the trafficking of kids, whether it's politicians or whether it's the Epsteins or whether it's the Prince Andrews or whoever it is, right? Maybe Bill Gates. I don't know. Um, kidding, Bill. Kidding. <laughs> don't turn off the chip. Um, but how it morphs from, from that into AFK Jr.'s coming back and, you know, um, we're going to wait for him out in the rain. And then to have hundreds of people actually show up believing this, it, it, it truly is a bizarre world out there. I don't know how else to put it, but I thought this was one of those onion headlines, right? Where um, it's just too bizarre to believe, but I get I, it, it happens. So it is what it is, I guess. I think people love uh, stories. It's what uh, allows people to organize and always has, frankly, gone back to, you know, the, in the biblical sense of it. And so um, that's the root of how it could go from one thing to another. The story changes and uh, people continue to uh, believe it because of our inherent nature to be, you know, susceptible to uh, stories. And so 
hundreds of people showing up for that is uh, incredible, though uh, not unbelievable. <laughs> not unbelievable because you know hundreds of people show up to you know dress up like furry animals at uh, organized events and, and things like that. So to each their own. I think things also get. Um, over amplified right and so you you see this and you're like man it's just like looking at a at a train wreck right and so it gets amplified because everybody wants to look at it because it uh is so bizarre and um yeah we'll talk about the the epstein stuff later i'm sure but um i'm sorry they didn't get fulfilled or seek what they were looking for there I'm sorry for them as well. And if there's any QAnon listeners out there, this is not a shot at you or your group. I think the the, the mission statement is noble. Keep uh, keep on keep putting pressure on the sex traffickers out there. But you know some of the other stuff, you got to know it looks a little off uh, from from this side of it. Anyhow, everything's still awesome in the stock market, Nick. Um, you know, I I I know that you and I talked about you know, the money that you have that is managed, quote unquote, professionally by others. And you, of course, do extremely well for yourself. We've done very well. We've been fortunate in that sense. We've positioned well. Um, I really hope that the group that is managing your money is starting to outperform because every week is a record level in the major indices. And <laughs> they're not keeping up, Nick. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you got to get in there and we've been preaching that you, you got to do it for yourself, especially when things that are starting to perform now are, are different um, than they have been in the, in the past couple of years. Right. Um, algorithmically programmed is how these, you know, funds and, and managers look at things. Whereas, you know, things are happening now that, uh, weren't happening before, um, whatever that is, you know, uh, the inflation, the commodity prices going up, the, you know, Fed trying to change stance now and, and, and beginning to taper and, um, things starting to, uh, do things that didn't historically happen, right? Like, um, that you've talked about for a long time, like, you know, stocks continuing to go up, uh, uh, alongside rates and, and gold having a little show of it today. And so um, it's all very uh, new territory. And um, yeah, you got to be uh, nimble and uh, be able to go fast where um, the the profits are being made in institutions, I guess, uh, simply aren't made to do that. Let's talk about the move in gold today. It was as high as 1823, and today's move was interesting to me. And listen, I know the gold bugs are closed at 1816. I know the gold bugs are frustrated. I know gold specula speculators are frustrated. I did an interview um, with INN, and I, I, I said, I'm frankly loving this environment and hope it lasts another month or so. Um, so I can, you know, kind of double down on my favorite positions, right? There's names out there that, <laughs> you know, just like the uranium names when they were all bottoming, it was just, it wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of when these stocks were going to go up three, four, five, six fold and that's happened. And so I see the same thing happening in the gold space. And I think the opportunity right now is incredible. I, I am encouraged by the move today because it happened simultaneously with the dollar soaring to more than a one year high after the jobs report, right? 
and it did pull back a bit, but that's always been to me the 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 precursor to new all time highs that'll be sustainable is is you know an elevated dollar. It doesn't have to break new highs, just an elevated dollar and 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 rates rising alongside the major US indices and cryptos and Michael Jordan shoes. And everything else that goes along with that, that was Yahoo Finance, by the way. <laughs> so, um, but no, look, everything else that goes along with that. And so I think, I think today's move was interesting. It happened on a Friday. It happened, you know, during Fed week where the Fed's talking about tapering. And typically, typically, you know, you get the beat down when you hear the news that the Fed is going to taper. It didn't happen that way. Um, silver outperformed as it usually does to the upside when it, when it's headed up. And we all know it does it to the downside when it's headed down, but Thoughts on the move today? Um, well, I was going to talk about getting positioned on the on the equity side of things because you know I think whether you know gold takes off from here and uh, breaks out or, or it settles back down below eighteen hundred dollars, there's a, a real chance to get positioned here in the end of the year on on two fronts. I was going to talk about um, one is. is the tax loss front and there's you know mm. some uh, quality names that you can pick up smaller companies i'm talking about that have um but, but still quality that have had a rougher go of it simply because a gold has had a, a rougher go of it this year um but that are liquid and that have good projects and that uh, typically uh bounce back i think you were going to do an interview about that here in the coming weeks if i'm not mistaken i don't know if you were still planning on doing that or not but um, there's a ton of names you can mention. Uh, I happen to be writing about gold mining uh, this week simply because it's in the foundational profits portfolio. It has an NYSE listing, is uh, has a lot of projects, a large you know resource base, and isn't shy about marketing. So it makes for a good tax loss candidate. And that's sort of one way to think about gold right now. And then the other way is larger companies. You know, I was talking about. Uh, a month or two ago, starting to like peck away at Kinross and stuff like that. And mm. I, I bought that all the way down. And so I was actually looking just today and, you know, uh, you know, I'm up like 6% on my, on my Kinross and I've only owned it for a mm. little tiny bit, right? Like easy work if you can get it. And so uh, what I started to do is, you know, peel out of a little bit of that and see where else can I put that, right? Like what hasn't uh, come up like Ken Ross has in the past, I don't know, 30 or 60 days, like um, uh, a Newmont or a, a Wheaton that has uh, still been beaten down and then, you know, positioning in, in those larger companies that haven't moved yet. And uh, I don't know, that's how I'm just looking at gold stocks headed into the end of the year. The uh, gold price, the move today is, is um, quote unquote, uh, surprising. You know, we'll see if it's uh, sustainable or if it's just a one-off i'm not paid enough to make those decisions <laughs> you're not paid enough to make those decisions huh nick <laughs> <laughs> does it matter if the fed tapers i mean are is, is that i mean i was wrong i thought the fed wasn't going to taper i also didn't think it was going to be consequential so i guess i was half right and half wrong right but yeah i actually was surprised that the fed decided uh, to announce and keyword announced it hasn't started the taper uh, yet, but um, is it consequential? Does it matter? Should we care? Everything's I mean, awesome, right? The the market didn't seem to care, right? Um, you know, stocks didn't throw a, a taper tantrum. Um, 
I said the one thing that might give them reserves was the jobs report. We got a we got a good jobs mm-hmm. report. Um, uh, the economy continues to be growing, so uh, I think at least until uh, you know we get into twenty twenty two when the year over year comparisons aren't as rosy because you're not coming off such a uh, low baseline, then. Um, yeah, I think it might not be so consequential here for a quarter, maybe two. I think the other thing the markets were encouraged by was the fact that it appears that Jerome is going to keep Jerome in, right? I know that Joe Biden met with Chairman Jerome Powell and uh, uh, the governor, uh, Leo Brainard. Brainard, Brainard I'll, I'll butcher that name as I usually do. But look, it, it, it seems like everybody's throwing their weight you know, with the establishment, right? Janet Yellen came out and said she wants to keep J&J in. Um, it appears that's the direction it's going to go. And, you know, I wonder if some of the reaction in the gold price was in part, because it did happen, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a first thing in the morning type of thing. What was in part um, the market, you know, kind of seeing, you know, reading the tea leaves, right? I mean, nothing's going to change. Taper, no taper. A rate rise is not in the cards anytime soon. And if Powell is back, then, you know, Powell and Yellen, you know what the policy is going to be. It's not going to change unless the bond market forces a change. Yeah, we're going to see when it happens. And like I say, I don't know when that's going to be. Energy. You've done really well with energy. That's the one sector that I, as I've said here before, I stay away from because I don't feel um, qualified in a professional sense to speculate and certainly not qualified in a professional sense to recommend um, you know, companies and names. I can bet a structure. I can bet a management team. Uh, the assets, it just doesn't click for me the way the other metals do. But um, thoughts on energy and then where that's at. I, I, I see Biden complaining that, you know, OPEC and Russia are to blame um, for the energy crisis as it's now being uh, framed. I always worry when I start hearing that type of um, verbiage because that tends to be a precursor to to situations that could lead to war. And so when I look at that and I look at China urging families to stockpile food and essentials because they fear winter shortages, the populace doesn't really do well with hunger historically, and rightfully so. And this has a very similar feeling to me as the Arab Spring did back in 2011-ish, right? 2010, 2011. The last time we saw energy prices like this and the last time that we saw it affect the bottom line as it relates to poverty and access to essentials and food. And now that's coupled with COVID related shortages and bottlenecks um, that don't seem to be alleviating anytime soon. And so when I look at all those things and connect the dots there, um, I would not be surprised if we have an incident, an international incident relatively soon um, to kind of distract from the underlying issue, which again, I hate to beat a dead horse and sound like a broken record, but it's central bank policy creating the most wealth inequality I have ever seen in my lifetime. Thoughts on that, Nick? I know it's a lot there. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton there, Gerardo. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in China. They're, uh, announced this week that they want to build some uh, new nuclear reactors. So they're trying to get some uh, longer term, sustainable, uh, cheaper energy 
and go. And uh, I don't see really a, a break in, in energy prices, you know, anytime soon, whether or not that's, you know, OPEC or demand related, it's being inflation driven. I was I think I was telling you that recently and um, I was listening to Bloomberg and I was laughing because the guy was asking uh, the analysts if, you know, he was looking at the supply side or the demand side. And I was just laughing because it, it didn't really matter because it's just inflation driven. <laughs> right. And so um, is it going to cause a, a rise up or, or in Arab Spring, you know? Um, I'm not sure. Um, we were talking about recently that um, there's so many black swans out there that they're they're not even black swans. Like um, they just sort of uh, come and go, and they're dealt with, and they uh, flare up. So, um, is it a good time to own like you know fertilizer inputs and um, mm. and uh, companies that can pass on the cost of uh, food inflation and and things like that. Um, yeah, do I spend time worrying about flare ups and and stuff like that? Um, I used to more, but uh, not as much now. I more think about the uh, market implications of of stuff like that. And so, um, I guess you can see sort of. You mean you talk about an international incident? I mean, obviously, the U.S. and, and China is is on a collision course. I don't know what the timing of that looks like, and you see little stuff pop up all the time that would have in previous years been a much bigger deal. Like, I don't know, seeing UFOs, for example. But um, <laughs> even as it relates, you know, more to what we're talking about, like there was like a U.S. nuclear sub that you know, hit bottom in the China Sea, uh, the other, the South China Sea, which is like contested waters the other week. Um, and China's asking questions basically like the fuck were you doing there and why did you run aground? And so, mm -hmm. you know, that's, you don't see that stuff like on the evening news so much and it's definitely, uh, in the background. And so I don't know if that answers any of your questions at all, but, um, the inflation is, is real, obviously. I mean, we got to, say that and so uh, what i see now is a lot of backpedaling and i think this is might be what you're alluding to a lot of covering it up and trying to distract from it right because it hasn't been so yep. transit it hasn't been so transitory agreed 100 you touched on china and you touched on nuclear so we have to talk uranium um <laughs> i hate to be the person that sold uranium stocks a month ago <laughs> i mean china's plan planning at least 150 new nuclear reactors and again this this isn't a short-term trend where we're going to have you know a one-year or two-year spike in prices followed by another 10-year bear market the dynamics for this market are dramatically different than they were pre-fukushima right and so when I look at lithium, when I look at the trend there, when I look at nuclear and uranium, um, it's hard. It's hard for me <laughs> to not want to pound the table about the opportunities to create some real wealth for yourself in this market. Um, we talked about that last week. I don't want to get into that you know, again, but there's just so many ways out there to make money right now. And there's so many mega trends, right? There's so many super cycles that are that are that are just running simultaneously that 
again, this is not the time to not do anything, right? So I, 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 I hope that some of what, you know, we rant and talk about here and, 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 you know, the little advice that we give here on the podcast, I hope that some of that translates into at least a discussion for people out there about ways to diversify their revenue streams, because that is something in my lifetime that, you know, I've done extremely well with, um, whether it's, you know, real estate or mining stocks or, you know, you name it, any number of things. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's a long-winded way of saying, you know, uranium and nuclear and, and, and lithium and all of these metals that are necessary inputs for the energy revolution. Um, that's not a fly-by-night type of trend. That is something that will continue. And hopefully people can make some money off of it. Um, I don't know what else to sell. Well, it's I would relate it, I guess, uh, to lithium, uh, especially the Chinese, right? Because... It comes back to solar roads and, and how you get those uh, done, <laughs> right? Like the Chinese have a, a plan, right? Of course they do. And so um, as they build out their, um, you know, rare earths capacity, lithium refining capacity, um, battery cell manufacturing capacity, uh, et cetera, um, they've gone down the, the, the supply chain of inputs and started buying up the companies, Right. Um, the gang fangs, the Zijin minings, for example, when Western, um, you know, mid-tier producers, explorers and developers are bought out. Uh, I won't say more often than not, although it seems like that, um, you know, the Chinese are in the mix, right? You know, one of my earliest lithium wins, the company was sold to a, a Chinese outfit, right? Um, and uh, recently you, you see uh, the bidding war for millennial uh, erupt between a Chinese outfit and now uh, Lithium America uh, coming into it. And so it's at least in the lithium space, uh, larger Western companies starting to realize that they have to uh, bid for these assets or else the Chinese are going to uh, buy them up. And that's going to be the case with uranium as well. And to some extent, it has been like even going back to like, look at who came in to partner with uh, Fission Uranium, for example, when it, it, the world realized how big the Triple uh, R deposit was going to be. And so, um, and certainly they're doing this in, in Africa and more nefarious, you know, ways, financing countries and things like that to take control of the assets. But um, in Uranium specifically, yeah, now you're now there's going to be, I think, even more Chinese uh call it a pressure or a bidding in the mix for these uh, Western uranium assets. And uh, that can only be further good for the, the price of the, the smaller uranium stocks. Agreed. Tesla is planning to open a factory to produce battery manufacturing equipment <laughs> in Ontario. <laughs> can you imagine the erections right now from the Canadian brokerages? <laughs> <laughs> I sense a lot of wetness and a lot of erectness in Canada right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can't make this up, Nick. Can you imagine the stories that are being spun right now about the next Tesla takeover target? We're only 100 kilometers from the new Tesla factory. They've been to site. Um, that's all we can say. I can see it now, and I, for one, am going to delight in watching this happen. Um, be careful out there, y'all. I can see the stories happening already. I know the it, way your mind works, Nick. <laughs> it, 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 
And it'd be nice if you were already positioned in some uh, Canadian hard rock lithium assets. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Um, you know, especially real assets that might actually deliver some real results and real deposits and actually have a, a, a story to tell and actually have the interest of companies like a real Tinto or something like that. Yeah, that would be nice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are going to have to sub- sub- subscribe for that one. But uh, yeah, um, Mark, I, I know you listen. Uh, Mark B. I won't say his whole last name because I, I don't know if he's supposed to listen. But I know you listen, buddy. And I know that uh, I, I know you must have some ideas. So if you have a couple of shells out there, <laughs> somewhere near where this factory is going to be, uh, give Nick and I a call. Maybe we can do something together. It's funny. <laughs> Let's talk about Zillow. Zillow, um, not the best traders in the world. Nick, did you read that story? They lost $381 million. Um because they overpaid for houses. So it, the reason that that trend accelerated is because they were overpaying, right? We know that now. And so, you know, the bummer there, of course, is that there's real life consequences to making bad business decisions. That's the way capitalism is supposed to work anyway. And so now Zillow is shutting that division down after losing $381 million in one quarter. That's leading to a 25% layoff of its workforce. And so, you know... I mean, we all get stuff wrong. I get stuff wrong. Everybody gets stuff wrong. But $381 million worth of wrong in three months on homes in this market? It takes a special kind of something to pull that off. Yeah, what was the special kind of something? I, I, I did see the headline. I wasn't, I wasn't aware of the, the scale. How did they let it go on for so long? Why didn't they pinch it off? Well, this is this is the thing. It didn't go on for long. It, it, it you know, it, it it wasn't very long. I mean, they 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 <laughs> they just started paying top dollar and above dollar, and I guess we're not liquid enough to ride out a quarter of you know a pause in rising prices. Um, you know, I'm in the middle of a refinance here in in my house in in in, in Round Rock just because. I can't believe what they're willing to give me. <laughs> and I know what I can do with it. So I'm like, sure, I'll take a mortgage. Why not? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's look, I, 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 I feel for the people that are getting, getting laid off. Um, I was very critical of the Zillow's and the Black Rocks and the sure. hedge funds that came into the space a year ago when they started doing this. Um, I ranted about it um, and, and, and I meant it because of what it did for first time home buyers and people that maybe, you know, weren't the best off economically. It made it really, really tough to compete. You know, if you're looking to buy a first time home, it's, you know, it's, it's you and your girlfriend or you and your boyfriend, or, you know, you come to this country and, and you're looking, you know, to, 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 to start something and, you know, start kind of carving something out for your family and you're competing with a hedge fund. And, and now we know they, they were not only competing with, you know, hedge funds, they were competing with companies like Zillow that were overpaying. Um, grossly. And so um, this is the way that capitalism is supposed to work. Hopefully there's some balance in that market, but yeah. Um, Zillow gone wild. <laughs> what can you say? I was going to say I sent some class actions, but I see they're already starting. They are already starting is correct, sir. Um, you know what else is starting? Prince Andrew's legal team. They've been put on notice. Talked about this a few months ago, or a few weeks ago, excuse me. I was curious to see if he was going to respond to the subpoena. 
they responded to the subpoena and the judge has advised his legal team that he's got two months to prepare for a court hearing to try to get the judge to throw out the lawsuit brought by sexual assault accuser, I'll leave her name out of it, um, just out of respect to, 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 to the alleged victim here. And so I will be looking forward to seeing if this moves forward. Um, you know, Jeff Epstein's girlfriend and Madame and Pimp is locked up. We haven't heard much from her. There's pictures of this victim and Prince Andrew when she was 17. That is documented. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I saw a documentary on Netflix maybe six months ago. And, and you know, they interviewed many, 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 many alleged victims. And it was, it was, it was gross to say the least. least. And I, I hope everybody just has, you know, whatever they have coming, whatever they've earned in, in, in life through their actions. I hope they get it in spades, you know. Oh, well, and it's, yeah, absolutely. And it's deeper than that. You know, uh, last week I had mentioned, uh, you know, Leon Black was uh, back in the news, you know, saying that this was all a, a conspiracy uh, to break it down, uh, to, to bring him down and that he was, you know, uh, going to go uh, back to court with uh, his accuser, who was all, you know, tied back to this Epstein stuff. And then you had... Um, just daily come back in the news uh, just in the past week who was uh been investigated long ago and uh faded for a bit that he's uh the head of barclays and you know it comes back mm. that he ended up having pressure you know put on him to a step down by the british authorities and so um as we've long said this is uh, a real thing it goes uh, deeper than you think or like to imagine and um, what's really sick is that, um, you know, these are the people who um, make decisions that that impact so many others. Right. Um, and sometimes in obviously uh, ways that only en enrich themselves. And so um, like Barclays, for example, uh, was one of the banks who's known to have like manip manipulated LIBOR, for example, which costs people yep. uh, billions or more of dollars in, in manipulated uh, loans and mortgages that were tied to that uh, benchmark. And so, you know, not only are they the ones who are the quote unquote uh, rulers of the world, but um, then they're also doing uh, or allegedly or whatever this stuff but you know everyone sort of knows right it's like getting out there in the open and so um that's why people are uh, uh upset i think is one of the real reasons and um one of the reasons that uh, alternative currencies and things are popping up because those players right the leon blacks the 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 prince andrews the uh, jess staley's right they've uh, bastardized the the current system right and if there's uh, not a way to fix it or if they won't let it go easily then it's going to be uh, rebuilt right and decentralized and deinstitutionalized and these are the broader theme themes we talk about all the time um, and this is really you know hits at the core of the overarching reason why is that they think that they're uh, the rulers of the world and above the law and everyone else is is tired of that well said, well said. And again, when you couple that with food shortages, when you couple that with 
the wealth inequality that we're seeing, when you couple that with inept and corrupt government, um, fourth turning type of stuff and inflection point type of stuff. And I said it before on this podcast, if you can make preparations to, you know, be able to protect yourself and sustain yourself and your family, it's not the worst idea in the world. Um, it's advice that I'm taking and have taken myself. Um, I won't speak for Mr. Nick Hodge, but knowing Mr. Nick Hodge, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that, that Nick could make it a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of months if it really hit the fan. And, uh, yeah, I, I would advise everyone, if you haven't already done so, maybe not the worst idea in the world, right? That's it. Um, you know, uh, it's never a bad idea to, to have a plan B and, um, you know, a little bit of extra of uh, everything and, uh, just like you have five or ten percent of your portfolio in uh, gold, you hope you never have to use it. But uh, it's nice to have it if you're able, and um, in the meantime, position to take advantage of um, what's happening in the market because of that stuff. So, sort of like a, twofold, a twofold approach. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk uh, market week ahead. You'll be out next week, Nick, and 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 so obviously, I want to get you on out of here and let you get to it. There's lots to do before you take your trip. Happy hunting, by the way. I'm excited for you. Thank you. We're very much looking forward to it. Um, I'll try to keep a, an eye on the market. If I can get some sell service in the evenings, we'll see. Uh, what are you looking forward to in the week ahead? You know, I, I, I you, you talked about Cucho Copper last week. We talked about it in New Orleans. I think anybody that kind of followed um, and has followed that pick for the last year has done well. Even if you just bought it, you know, because you heard the podcast from New Orleans, that's just touching brand new 52 week highs today, um, hitting a buck oh five at one point, closed at a buck oh three. I think it still has substantial upside. And oh, yeah, we got a feasibility study that's due any day now, um, maybe next week, maybe the week after, not quite sure, but I'll definitely be looking forward to that. Um, yeah, lithium Americas. You know, I, I I wrote it up at 21, and it took me a couple of days to get it out. And by the time I did get it out, it was at 24 and 25, and here it is today, closing at 52 week highs at 32.50, right? 32.67. So, um, touched the 52 week high today. That's gone extremely well. And then I, I guess my sleeper, you know, kind of. Um, under the radar uh, trade, I should have maybe taken some profits on, but I, I actually believe in the story and the asset. So I want to trade around results, not not around you know marketing. Is Patriot Battery Metals, which you know has pulled back from you know the seventy five cent range down to like the twenty five twenty six cent range. Not a coincidence that a financing that 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 I I helped that I participated in and helped uh, raise money for um, just came free trading. Right, so you can see where the volume and the selling and people that front run that where, where, where that happened but you know that financing was at 16 cents came with a full warrant at 25 stocks at 25 cents i think it's a heck of an entry point um there's a reason why i didn't take profits i think we start seeing results from their 25 kilometer lithium trend in canada um i think within the next week or two if if, if the labs cooperate so you know those are three names that you know i i look at every day and it's you know it's not a coincidence that it's you know, copper, lithium, gold, right? Those are the commodities that, that you get exposure to there with a touch of zinc on the Cucho side. 
I told you uh, about Playboy uh, last week or the week before. It was at... <laughs> and there's uh, sticky echoes or something. <laughs> it was last week. So there you go. It was at like 24 bucks or 25 bucks, And it too has broken out to uh, above 30 So you got your money's worth for a free podcast. But uh, more importantly, uh, earnings panned out exactly as uh, described in previous issues of this podcast, namely that... Uh, they're good and carried stocks to all-time highs. Small caps are breaking out as advertised. Um, and so looking for plays there. And um, I continue to buy uh, oil stocks. And so uh, I think that's a, a, a place to uh, look like uh, we touched on earlier. I think energy continues to uh, go higher. It's been the best performing sector of uh, the market for the past 12 months. And um, that story is just starting to to cascade over and, and attract more people, not just oil, but lithium and uranium, as we discussed. And so um, anyway, uh, I look forward to uranium stocks breaking out to new highs. They knocked on the door a bit this week uh, to try to do that. Yeah, and and uh, I think they'll, they'll, they'll get there uh, in the next couple of weeks or months here. Agreed. Agreed. I'll leave you all with one of my favorite, not favorite, funny, not funny headlines that, that just broke here from the Washington Post. <laughs> Nicaragua's Ortega cruises to re-election after jailing seven potential opposition candidates. <laughs> it's a bizarro world out there, Nick. I don't know what to tell you. That's a great way to win an election, though, if you can pull it off. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge, this was episode 142 of Bizarro World. Nick, happy hunting. Some words of wisdom before you go. Uh, no, get after it. Um, next week I'll be gone. Uh, you'll have a guest here. Uh, hopefully, I think we can pull it off. And um, I look forward to enjoying the week with my dad and, and taking the week off. Have a good week. Have a good week, everyone. I'll tease the guest. He's a gentleman that made 70 to 75 times his money in the crypto space. And we're going to talk crypto next week for those of you interested. Have a great week, everyone. See ya.